I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, today I'm sitting with Coach Brittany from Wisconsin University. I'm the assistant volleyball coach. Thank you so much for joining us, Brittany. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Gracie. I appreciate you thinking of me and excited for our discussion. Yeah, me too. Wisconsin's very dear to my heart. And so I'm super excited to really dive into the school and just really understand the coaching a little deeper. So thank you for joining us. How did you end up at Wisconsin? Like, what was, what brought you there? Well, I can't, I can't look past the fact that you said Wisconsin is dear to your heart. Why is that before we kind of get onto me? What's the connection there? So I actually have a cousin who just is verbally committed to go play for you guys. So oh. I've just been watching her do your guys' season and then it's just like, yeah, it's so exciting for her. So awesome. Well, let's dive in. Okay. You know, it's really not a, a super awesome, inspiring story how I got to the University of Wisconsin. I when I got into the coaching profession, it was at the University of Dayton in 2009, and it was for a man uh, with the name of Kelly Sheffield. And currently, he is uh, the head coach here mm-hmm. at Wisconsin. Yeah. And um, when I jumped on board with him at Dayton, I was a first-time coach. I had uh, played volleyball and basketball at Purdue uh, university and um, from Lafayette, Indiana, you know, and, and his background is also from Indiana. And so the time that I was being recruited, um, he was a college coach at the University of Albany, but also had the Indiana background. So there was a lot of familiarity, I think, that he had with me. And so uh, when I decided that I wanted to be a college coach, you know, he, he made a call and uh, to Purdue coaches who are currently there now, who I was volunteering under, and urged me to interview. And I, I did that and I bombed the interview, um, but he took a chance on me. So he, uh, we've been working together ever since 2009. And when he took the job at the University of Wisconsin, uh, you know, he's kind of a we all go together fella. And, um, you know, there's, there's nothing really magical. And even I thought, you know, okay, you know, Kelly, we're going to the Big Ten. What are we going to do? that's different. What are we going to do? You know, we're going to turn this program around. What's, what's the trick? And he looks at me, he just goes, he looks at me like I'm crazy. Kind of, you know, his, his eyebrows kind of like bend in the middle and like crease, you know, in the middle of your nose. And he's like, we do exactly what we do. We just do it there. Yeah. And I, and I thought, you know, how relevant is that to people that, you know, sometimes want to outthink a room, uh, you know, or, or make things more complicated than what they are. Well, what we had established at the University of Dayton was a winning culture, a really yeah. strong one. And, you know, a winning culture, no matter where it is, is still considered a winning culture. You know, there's not a, anything magical behind that. It's, and I, I thought that was a really profound way of looking at, you know, our transition to Wisconsin. So, you know, how I got here, uh, we took a team of people that we knew worked really well together. And we took over uh, a program that, you know, needed a, just um, a little bit of a different look. And uh, our staff took them to the uh, national finals uh, in 2013 in our first year here. So and then the rest was history. No, that's so incredible. I definitely love that perspective of like, just do what we do. Like, 
we we know how to do this and just yeah i love that and well so, and there's a there's a certain level of and there's some ways that that can come across as arrogant but there's also a certain level of confidence behind when you have success and people are you know reaffirming that the success is is i guess one way to put it is there's a question that kelly asks players at the end of their careers almost every player especially the ones that go through hardships yeah, Sarah Dodd this year who tore ACL um, in the spring and it was her senior year and she just wanted to make it back for senior night. That's it. One serve on senior night. And we ended up making it to the, the national finals this year as well. And at the end of that, he gives her husband, goes, was it all worth it? And she looks at him and she goes, are you crazy? Absolutely. And so when you have those types of players um, and people that are involved in your program, reaffirming that the hardships are worth it and you know, the, the sacrifices and dedication, you sit there and say, all right, we're, we're going about things the right way. People are treated fairly. They come out of the program a certain way. They feel like they're part of something special. Yeah, you don't, you don't look to change things if, if that's um, the way that things are being perceived. Yeah, no, I love that. So just to kind of dive into the season this past um, year, give me some more details about how that went for you guys. Well, it wasn't pretty. Uh, you know, I think most great stories are. You know, I... Mm-hmm we have a very unique group of athletes and we have a certain type of athlete that is drawn to the university of Wisconsin and, and the staff that we have here and kind of what we stand for. And there's no right or wrong way. I think there's a lot of successful programs, certainly programs with championships, even that um, are just different. There's unique and there's a niche. And I think the big thing is you've got to be true to yourself and the true to the leadership that, that we have here. And the culture that we have here is one that we don't really necessarily want anything handed to us. We want to achieve our own own greatness and uh, we want to max out on potential. And if you're still using the word potential by your senior year, then we failed. You know, you want to max all of that out and it's in every aspect. And so there's certain challenges that people need to be, that players need to crave when they come to the University of Wisconsin. There's uh, and, and to play volleyball here, there's a certain level of, of excellence that they demand out of themselves that is exciting for them. And a lot of times when, when players choose Wisconsin, I would say, yes, this is the program for me. They don't even know what that looks like. They just know that they're destined for something really great. And it's our job to kind of help them find that. And there's been a lot of different avenues that our athletes have found, but particularly this year, the class that are current juniors um, they were a product of the first 2013 championship where Wisconsin was really starting to be visible and a lot of the players that are on this current roster were at the All-American High School All-American combine that is in conjunction with the final four Uh, this year it was different but prior to this year it's been in conjunction with and um I think with the exposure of television, at least in the Big Ten Conference, the most viewed sport behind football, men's basketball, is women's volleyball. And what you're starting to see is women, young girls, are starting to see their heroes on TV. And, and a close, it's really up close and personal. And it's one that shows competitiveness. It shows, it shows it all. You know, everything that athletics is for, it shows the, you know, the, the pain of defeat, the joy of success, uh, what it is to be a good teammate when another teammate's struggling, you know, how's a coach communicating to the players, all of that's visible. And with this current roster class of 2017, who got here as freshmen, 
um, that was the number two recruiting class in the country. And they were committing to something that they were able to kind of see on TV, the grittiness of that 2013 team. And that's something that they desired. You know, that 2013 team had a 5'11 middle, a 5'7 outside, a freshman setter. We had a right side that was passing that was a setter previous two years. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one senior, one captain. Yeah. And, you know, it was just, it was a team that inspired. And I think it caught the eye of this, of this class. And the class is junior now in, you know, 6'8", Dana Recchi, and we've got Sydney Hilly, who's you know all-American setter for us. And we've got all of these players that um, have been able to visualize greatness before. Yeah. And when you get players like that, the expectation is really high. And when you fall short of that expectation, I think there's a certain stress level. And um, we had to deal with that. And, you know, so as far as the journey, and I just wanted to lay the foundation for the makeup of this particular group, because this group is so driven to achieve greatness. And, uh, you know, their work ethic will never be questioned. They're very calculated and meticulous and detail oriented and, and driven. And where that might sometimes be a strength, and it is our strength, it can also be kind of your weakness. So when things don't go according to plan, as you had planned it, how do you work through those obstacles? And we started out the season in the preseason, four and four, 500, going into um, the Big Ten Conference, which yeah. in our schedule and how the Big Ten Conference has been laid out, we had the toughest Big Ten Conference schedule. We had to play the top dogs twice. We're the only program that had to do that. And we still ended up coming out with a Big Ten Championship. And the beauty of the, of the journey of this team is it started about a year ago from now and addressing the team's ability to perform with each other alongside of one another when things aren't going as planned. Yeah. And their constant belief and stubbornness through the obstacles led them to a breaking point we were just coming off of, um, you know, we lost to Baylor, lost to Marquette. We lost back-to-back matches to Washington. And now we've got Purdue, um, who was a really good team. And it was, it was super sloppy, sloppy volleyball. You know, we won that. I think it was won because, you know, somebody had to win. I don't think it was a team that was very strong-willed. I think we were very fragile at the time. It just kind of happened. The other person on the side of the net was also a little sloppy. Yeah. And then we see a team in IU who – had a hard time in uh, the conference and um, you know, and we, and we had a difficult time scoring and we were just a more talented team. And then we have uh, Penn state and this was the moment that it, that, that the program turned around and I'm telling the story. Uh, it, it was brought to my attention by my boss. And, and when he was writing the post at the end of the year season banquet um, yeah. speech, the turning point, of the, of the season was when we were down, I maybe it might've been seven points. I don't have that in front of me right now. Um, in the first set against Penn state yeah. and a bench player, Riley Bell, um, we call a timeout bench player. Riley Bell comes, you know, from the bench starters are coming off the court and she's there and her, her head is high and she's giving everybody high fives and she's there and she's connecting, you know, the staff we're meeting the staff and you just see, kind of the turning moment of the team. They're just like, enough is enough. Yeah. Enough is enough. And nobody has to be extraordinary. And then if you read the play-by-play from that point on, it was multiple individuals that were executing 
and doing their job well, not at a superhuman level, but just doing their job well. But the entire season just changed. And we beat Penn State. We beat Nebraska at Nebraska. We beat Minnesota. Those were our next three opponents coming out of the pre-con, yeah. four and four. And, and with that, um, the confidence that, that those young women had been working towards, that genuine, true belief in, in themselves that was earned was, was real. And um, at that time, you know, people in the coaches, coaches chairs, we just sit back and watch them work because um, they're an unstoppable force when they can do it together. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. I'm definitely watching our guys' games. I can definitely see the connection and just like the whole team kind of orbits around each other. And there's definitely this pull to just, you're right, just do the individual job and then coming together as a team is really awesome. So I'm so glad that you were able to touch on that. It's super mm-hmm. exciting for your guys' team, especially being able to see that turnaround. Especially, well, the, yeah. I think the most empowering thing about all of that and anything that I said, and I can tend to ramble, but I think the most empowering thing about all of that is that each of those women chose, they chose to grab hold of their self-confidence and, yeah. and maybe their path was a little bit different, you know, but, but genuine, authentic confidence, you can work towards that. Yeah. You know, it, 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 there's nobody that just walks into the program and has it. Everybody, um, there's strong self-practice and they do it for themselves and they do it for the, for the person next to them. And I think that was probably the most powerful thing. It didn't just happen. There, there were a lot of decisions being made by each individual that allowed them to eventually get there. Yeah, I love that. What was your guys' most memorable travel experience um, with the team, either being like a foreign tour or just going to like a faraway game? Well, I mean, we went to Europe and I um, can't even remember what month it was. I think it might have been end of May, beginning of June. And um, this year? Yes, it was going into the season. And okay. every college, D1 college program, it's permissible for them to take an international trip once every four years. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the first one that we had ever gone, uh, been on um, as a staff and even as a, you know, first program that we've taken over there. And um, I feel like in more ways than just volleyball, that was the most exciting thing because what, at least from my position and from where the coaches stand, um, to be able and sit back and hear the banter or the, the conversation from one player to the next and hearing them say phrases like, I just had no idea the world was this beautiful, or I just had no idea that Lake Bled was this incredible, peaceful destination and the families that have their livelihood here and that culture or the appreciation for, uh, you know, the, the Vatican that they got to, to visit or, you know, the Trevi Fountain, or even if it's just a small town in Maribor and, you know, they're seeing their eyes wide open and all of that to me was, was probably the coolest thing. Um, if you're wanting one story from that, my goodness, I don't even know how to choose. Um, I think, I think anytime that you can open anybody that, that keeps the space that you share, you know, that you have shared space with, with other humans and, and interacting and anytime that you can be 
um, around them when they're having an epiphany or even just something that is so, you know, enlightening. I was just happy to be, to be there to observe, observe that, you know, with yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. I definitely can see the potential of traveling with the team, just creating that bond. And then also, as you said, like growing individually and just being able to see the world through a different perspective is totally something that I'm so happy that the the school's going to do the foreign tours because it's just exactly. a great real life experience and it also helps the teams on the court as well. So that's awesome. So if an athlete wanted to play for a team um, collegiately, what would your advice be? Well, that's super broad. You know, let's just speak from the only place that I know how to speak from. I can't, I can't particularly speak for um, anything less than Division One Top Thirty. Yeah, it's it's what I know. It's what I've been a part of as a coach and a player. And so, I think the biggest thing to understand. I'm going to go back to the phrase that, you know, like the University of Wisconsin is just not for everyone. And you can take that and in a, in a way that is perceived of a more general way of speaking would be finding the right fit for you as an athlete and as a person is what is most important, regardless of, you know, what other people might think. I think one of the common phrases being used as a piece of advice for um, young, young women or just athletes in general when they're going through the college decision-making process is choose a school that if the sport wasn't there, you'd still be happy. Yeah. And I think that is a, it just, and uh, if you haven't been in the shoes of a student athlete, it's, it's, it's almost a little reckless. You can't at this level uh, with the things that everyone is trying to accomplish, you wake up in a dorm with potentially a teammate. So you live with that teammate and then you're going to go to class. And then what you're going to do is you're going to go to a practice and you're going to practice for coaches. And those coaches are going to have a message for you every day. They're going to say something every day to you because that's what coaching is. And how that coach communicates and what that coach asks of you does that fall in line with what your goals are. Because we can only coach you according to what your goals are. If you come here and you commit to the University of Wisconsin and you sit there and say, hey, I want to be on the Olympic team. I want to do that. I want to be an All-American. Yeah. We're going to coach you like an All-American. And we're going to coach you like the, those are your goals. If you want to be coached differently, then we need to talk about having different goals. But you are always the one in charge of those goals. It's yeah. you. And, and, you know, and you have that open dialogue. And so I would say the same thing in the, in the recruiting process. What are your goals? And without judgment of any of those goals, every single athlete that I talk to, when I say, hey, what's most important to you? All of them say like, I want a good education. Okay, you're going to get a good education. You're going to get it. So unless yeah. you're sitting there saying, I want to be the best medical professional, you know, if there's a certain major, then do that. But I feel like there's a lot of um, uh, um, teenagers that are just saying, I need to, I have to say that because that's what I've been coached to say. Well, of course, education is going to be important to you. You wouldn't be interested in college if education wasn't going to be important to you. At what level is it important to you? You know, do you just want a degree from the University of Wisconsin? Do you want a specific degree at the University of Wisconsin? Is it, hey, I want to, I have to be in school because I want to play volleyball. And, you know, we've got, a, we've got some girls that 
have great GPAs, but would prefer to play volleyball full time. Yeah. You know, and it's not shying away from that. I guess my point is saying whatever is true to you, whatever matters to you and whatever your goals are, having the tools and having the, the influences in your life to be able to pull those out without, without judgment, but rather with more of a mentoring uh, avenue, I guess, uh, more of a mentoring um, objective, I guess, or, or plan and listening to what is important. You know, if you want, you know, the LA lifestyle, I would go to the pack. Yeah. You know, they've got good volleyball there. You know, if you want college town feel with 8,000 fans, because those fans, you want it to matter to the community just as much as it matters to you. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of players in here like, look, if I'm going to be doing this, I'll be doing that. I'll be dedicated. I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to throw these weights around. I'm going to come practice. I'm going to rehab from a torn labrum. I'm going to, the passion that I have, I want it to be seen by people that are equally passionate about what we do. And so when you sit there and you say, look, maybe the most important thing is to you to play for a school with a big attendance, the large attendance. Yeah. Maybe that's not important to you. But the fact is that at least have the dialogue of what that looks like and why that matters. Mm. You know, if a coach is communicating to you in a way that you don't thrive, you know, then yeah. four years of that same message over and over again, you're going to turn out a certain way. And, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of um, guidance that is controlling that's not listening enough. And ultimately, I think the reason why the players thrive here when they get here, one, it's the honest communication in the recruiting process. And two, they do, they truly do control their own destinies here. Uh, so they're making the decision to be great. It's not demanded out of them. It's what they want. Yeah. And, and they go get it. And it's so much more empowering to go about life that way. And, and to go back to your previous, you know, what started all this question, you know, what do you, what do I say to someone that wants to be in college athletics? You have to have a, a really true sense of self and what's important to you and, um, and go for that, no matter what it is, no matter what it is. Um, I'm pretty surprised that you actually said that. I've never heard anyone really, or I guess I've never really chatted with the recruiting, someone that does most of recruiting, but um, having that perspective of like, what do you want? Like, is this going to be a good fit for you? And just having that true sense of self. So Thank you so much for that perspective. Like, and of course, I've never really been like recruited or anything like that. So that was well, pretty here's, interesting here's, to hear. Well, here's what's important to us here at Wisconsin. And, and the only reason why I'm going to pull on this thread a little bit is because you said that was, that was a different and unique perspective. Mm-hmm. In our time since 2013, okay, so the seven years we've been here, okay, there have been only two players to transfer out of the school to continue to play indoor volleyball that hasn't graduated mm. Two. there's other, there's other programs in this conference in the top half that in that same time had had 15 or 12. Yeah. And most of the time what's happening in those circumstances is I don't think those players are having a true reflection of, of what they want. So we're, we don't mind losing 
a recruit if it's if this is not a right fit for yeah. them and that's and that's why we don't have people really leaving they they yeah. know what they're getting into and and it is all it's all about that communication of what's important to you let's talk that's awesome so kind of just our last question for you today Brittany is what's your guys's next adventure for you either personally and for the team we're just trying to get get better every day i, I mean you know if you if you take care of today you take care of the things that you can control right now. That's the time that you put in to the people around you, the people you care about, um, the time you put into your own self-improvement, whether that be mental health, uh, physical health, you know, education that's of some capacity, or the deliberate practice that you put in the gym. And, and if you take care of those things today, I don't really necessarily think there is a, the rest is going to take care of itself. You know, it's no secret that we want to bring the University of Wisconsin a national championship in volleyball. That's not a secret. That's always out there. That chase will always be there. Whether we win one, two, three, four, it will always be what we're going after. And what we're talking about is not winning a championship because, you know, that's just there. That's hanging out there. But is what have you done every day that is championship behavior to give you the best mm -hmm. shot at getting that championship? And right mm -hmm. now in the phase that we're in right now, we're just practicing good championship behavior. The, our team right now is only allowed to be with coaches two hours a week. That's it. That's yeah. it. We have players in the gym as they have reported to us because there are questions coming back about, hey, I tried this. Can we understand the philosophy of certain passing technique or whatever? And they're coming up here with that dialogue because they want to be in the gym and they want to do it right. And it's deliberate practice. It's not just the hours it's how many hours can you do it well and yeah. they are completely in control of their own fates and their own goals and when you have an environment that is so player driven that's the best kind of environment to be in because what you're doing is one you're empowering them to be an active participant in their own glories and their own rescues and everything they're active participants in their own journey and instead of us just sitting there telling them what to do all the time, you just give them those tools and they'll take that with them forever. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for joining us. Um, it was so good to get a, a deeper look into Wisconsin coaching, especially from the assistant coach. Um, we definitely could get a lot more perspective from that. So thank you so much for joining us. We're super excited to watch Wisconsin this year. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for thinking of us. And, um, yeah. you know, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I think it's there's no... Uh, there's not enough of positive talk and um, empowerment and self-improvement and, um, you know, talking about dreams and goals. So I appreciate you spreading the word. Yep, of course. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcasts to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.